you experienced 100% of your trauma and 0% of their trauma. There's no way for you to be able to make a comparison because they didn't live your life and you didn't live their life. So stop doing it because all that's going to do is keep you from healing. Hi, I'm Barb Nangle. I want to welcome you to my podcast, Fragmented to Whole, Life Lessons from 12-Step Recovery, where I help people heal their emotional, psychological, and spiritual wounds and make deep, lasting changes in their lives. I'm the founder and CEO of Higher Power Coaching and Consulting. I'm a boundaries coach who specializes in helping women who are focused on what others are thinking and doing and neglect themselves in the process. And I have coached hundreds of people on how to build healthy boundaries using my exclusive build framework. On this podcast, I share my experience, strength, and hope from recovery. I don't support or endorse any particular 12-step recovery fellowship, and I don't claim to speak for any particular 12-step fellowship. I also don't believe that 12-step recovery is the only way to recover. You might need additional help. I'm an avid beachcomber who collects sea glass, shells, wood, and stones. I am a formerly closeted fan of the Hallmark Channel, especially the Christmas movies. Hello, Christmas in July. I wear fingerless gloves from September to June because my hands are always cold, so I have about 15 pairs. And I get a huge kick out of counting how many days, weeks, and months there are until my birthday or Christmas at completely random times of the year. My hope is that you'll find my words concretely helpful in improving your life, whether you're in recovery or not. If you like what you've heard on this episode, please screenshot it and share it on your social media and tag me at Higher Power Coaching. This is episode 235. Stop trying to win the Trauma Olympics by comparing your trauma to others. Trigger warning here, I'm going to mention something abusive that happened to me and we'll name some other things that can cause trauma. So if hearing about those things is triggering to you, you might want to skip this episode. I'm going to start by sharing some of what I've learned about trauma since I didn't know shit about it when I got into recovery. And it's important to know because it's at the root of so much dysfunction. Then I'll get into the whole comparison and trauma Olympics thing. When I first got into ACA and started hearing about trauma, I didn't really feel like it applied to me. I knew that my dad trying to strangle me when I was 17 and again when I was 18 were traumatic events, but I didn't think that qualified as, quote, childhood trauma because I thought, well, I was almost fully grown by then. Like, that didn't really count and it doesn't make me an adult child. Now, I would call that denial. It wasn't until I came to understand that the absence of good things happening can result in trauma, and I've since heard that trauma is the result of unmet needs, which is a different way of saying the absence of good things happening to you. When I heard those things, I was like, oh, okay, well, maybe I do have trauma. There's also this distinction between big T trauma and little t trauma. Big T trauma is what we tend to think about, which results from blunt trauma, like you were in a hurricane or a fire or you got raped, something dramatic, some dramatic incident 
that could be a one-time thing, whereas little t trauma is more like the drip, drip, drip of emotional invalidation, which is the kind of trauma I experienced. And I later learned that that is called relational trauma. That's the trauma that happens in a relationship over an extended period of time, whereby your needs are not met or the absence of good things occurring happens. People in ACA also refer to PTSD and CPTSD. And keep in mind, I am not a therapist, so this is my layperson's understanding of these concepts. Many adult children have post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD, or at least post-traumatic stress, and many of them have complex PTSD or CPTSD. My understanding of the difference between regular and complex PTSD is that CPTSD is more like relational trauma in that it's something that happens repeatedly over time. Now, I had never heard of CPTSD before I got into ACA, but most people have at least heard of PTSD. And there's a myth about PTSD is that it only happens to soldiers who have been in battle. And that's just not true that veterans of battle are the only ones who get PTSD. There are many things that can occur that result in PTSD or CPTSD. These could occur within your family of origin. It could be that you were bullied in school or perhaps your first romantic relationship was super dysfunctional and you develop the symptoms. Now, when I finally understood that trauma can result from the absence of good things occurring, I realized, okay, I guess I do have this trauma thing. I knew that I had the traits of an adult child. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm referring to the list of the 14 traits of an adult child in the 12-step fellowship, Adult Children of Alcoholics and Dysfunctional Families, which is referred to as ACA or sometimes ACOA. The list is affectionately referred to as the laundry list or the laundry list traits. And I do have a couple episodes about that as well as the adult child traits that show up in the workplace. I will put links to those episodes in the show notes. Anyway, I knew I had the laundry list traits. So I knew I qualified for the program but I wasn't sure how I got them. And everything I was reading in the literature and hearing in the meetings made so much fucking sense to me. But for the first six months I was in ACA, I kept trying to make excuses like I didn't belong. Like I didn't understand why I was there. I could see that objectively. I just did not have it as bad as the other people in the rooms. My mom wasn't a narcissist. I didn't get my bones broken. I didn't get sexually molested or get the shit beat out of me, and I had my physical needs met. My father was a heavy drinker, but I never thought of him as an alcoholic, and I still don't. My mom was a pretty loving person, but she was codependent as fuck. And once I got that trauma results from the absence of good things happening, I stopped making excuses for why it was okay to me- for me to be an ACA. One thing I heard about three years ago from my meditation teacher that was enormously freeing to me in regard to how I didn't have it as bad as others, but I still had trauma, was that she said, stop comparing your trauma to other people's trauma. 
you experienced 100% of your trauma and 0% of their trauma. There's no way for you to be able to make a comparison because they didn't live your life and you didn't live their life. So stop doing it because all that's going to do is keep you from healing. When you compare your shit to someone else's shit, it's an unfair comparison because you can't compare an experience you had with an experience you didn't have. My pastor's sermon at church today included the concept of the trauma Olympics, which is sort of the opposite of what I was doing. I was saying, my trauma is not as bad as others. I don't know if I really belong here. But the trauma Olympics are where people are typically saying, I had it way worse than you, almost if they're trying to get an Olympic medal for being the worst trauma victim. Now, whether that is objectively true or not, it puts you in victim mentality. If you're focused on whether or not you had it worse than anybody else, that is not going to help you heal. Just like me comparing my trauma to someone else's trauma isn't fair because I experienced 100% of my trauma and 0% of theirs. It's also unhelpful for someone who had it objectively worse than me to compare their trauma to other people's traumas and say, you don't know what it's like because you're right, we don't know what it's like, but you could tell us and then we could be there with you. But if you're constantly saying, nobody has it as bad as me, nobody knows what it's like, my trauma is so much worse, you're not going to win the trauma Olympics. That is not a prize you want to win. What you really want to do is heal. And you can't do that when you're in the game of one-upping others in the trauma department. When you add in the fact that people's constitutions are just different, it really makes it an unfair comparison. There can be children who grew up in the same home, who experienced the same abuse, and they have vastly different reactions because of their personality and their constitution. Just because one person experiences a certain kind of abuse doesn't mean everybody who experienced that same kind of abuse is going to have the same reaction. So stop comparing your trauma to other people's trauma. I am not a big fan of comparing myself to other people, but I am a fan of comparing myself to former me. So if you must make comparisons, look at how far you've come, not how far you have to go or at other people. Now, it's okay to look forward from time to time to keep your eyes on the prize if you have goals you want to reach. But if you're using that looking forward to see how far you have yet to go so you can use it as a reason to beat the shit out of yourself, it's not working, so stop it. If you're ready to finally have an enjoyable, relaxing summer doing things you really want to do instead of always following other people's agendas, I have some openings for private clients right now. If you are really tired of saying yes to things you really don't want to do and being overly accommodating to others, this is for you. It's time to start accommodating yourself. Maybe you're dissatisfied with your relationships and overwhelmed with all kinds of difficult feelings. 
because of your interactions with others. If you'd like to get your life in order before the summer hits, go to barbchat.net and sign up for a free 30-minute call with me about my private coaching so we can get started right away. That way, you'll be done by summer. This is for people who are finally ready to make deep, lasting changes in their relationship patterns, including their relationships with themselves, their partners, family, friends, and colleagues. Go to barbchat.net. If you like this podcast, and I'm guessing you did or you wouldn't still be listening, then you're going to love the other things I have to offer. If you'd love pre-release podcast scripts and episodes before anyone else gets them, or if you'd love access to content from my private vault that I developed exclusively for my private clients, which is like having a work session with me without me actually being there, go to patreon.com slash higher power coaching. There are three tiers ranging from as low as $4 up to $24 a month. You'll also love my weekly newsletter, Friday Fragments, which has content very similar to the podcast. You can check it out at fridayfragments.news. That's fridayfragments.news. Please like and subscribe to my podcast on your favorite podcast outlet. I'd also love it if you'd leave a review, which you can do either in the show notes or on Apple Podcasts. It really helps other people find my podcast so they can get the benefits you've gotten from listening. If someone came to mind when you listened to this particular episode, please share it with them. And my favorite place to hang out on social media is Instagram. I'm at Higher Power Coaching. Please DM me there. I'd love to hear what you got from this episode. I run group and private coaching programs on building healthy boundaries. Whether you need help with boundaries in your personal, professional, or romantic life, I can help. Head on over to barbchat.net where you can hop onto my calendar for a free 30-minute Better Boundaries consultation. My ideal client is someone who is ripe for change. If that's you, I would love to work with you. My goal with all my work is to help you make lasting changes in your life like I've made deep, lasting changes in my life. Remember, it's never too late to recover. No one is beyond hope and healing is possible. Thanks for listening.